trying to lick my elbow. You're a total nut job. I mean, really. I'll try again. Huh? Put my tongue out. I just need to push on a little bit. Push. There you go. Ow! Jeez, not so hard. We have a podcast to do here. Not planning to use this, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's not quite as easy as I thought it would be. I can see everyone on the internet trying that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm setting it up. Setting what up? The episode. We should talk about cockiness, overconfidence, and being a little douchey. I never know what to expect from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sit back and grab a drink. Relax your bad self. This is the tale of three envelopes. Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Kelly. And this is... My job here is done. If you really want that next promotion or you're a rising star entrepreneur, we have some stories to tell that will absolutely help you. I've been starting and running businesses all my life. And I've worked for the man like a dog for decades. Together, we'll share stories, ideas, and notions that will help you absolutely soar past that cruiser sitting next to you. And if you're grinding forward with your growing business, we know where the landmines are. Let's find them. Hey, it's only about 20 minutes. What do you have to lose? Nothing. Or everything. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Dave. And I'm Kelly. And welcome to My Job Here is Done. Before my co-host starts telling tales of whatever. No, licking my elbow. Just licking his elbow or whatever. Just a quick reminder that you can learn more about the podcast, listen to all the previous episodes, read our bonus blog material, and interact with us at our website, myjobhereisdone.com, and on Twitter at myjobpodcast. This is the one about your first few months into your new job role as a manager or a leader, especially when you're taking over for someone who was just ousted, sent home packing. Hasta la vista, baby. AMF. AMF? Adios, mother... Dave? Sorry, I'll try to be good. I'd appreciate that. So oftentimes your next job is replacing somebody who was relieved from their position for poor performance. Was that better? Relieved. Yeah, relieved is better. Than AMF. Yeah. Than AMF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you likely don't know the whole story, but it can be a great opportunity for you. Yeah, especially because they must have deserved to have been let go, right? Maybe. Nobody is fully prepared or even ready for their next promotion. If you're a manager and you change to another job position, but the title is still manager... Does that make you naturally qualified and ready? You know, that's a great question. Just because you have the title in one job, the title doesn't necessarily transfer to another job. And is that even true for a CEO? Oh, absolutely. You can be a really good CEO or leader of one type of a company and be a horrible one at another. There are only unicorns out there that jump around and are good at one thing and then something completely different. Most good leaders have some sort of a niche that they understand the dynamics, they understand the market, they understand how people operate, they understand the customers, as long as they're in that environment. And that can change around a little bit. Sure can. But as long as they're in that general environment, they're really good. I often like to use the analogy of a really, really good transportation salesperson who sells cars 
and is successful at it is not going to be able to sell airplanes, even though it's the transportation industry. Right, right. So same thing. Yep. Same thing applies. So what's one of the reasons why you're not ready for that next job? Well, because you don't know what you don't know yet. And it can take at least six months, sometimes more for you to find all the dead bodies. And when I say dead bodies, of course, we mean the hidden gotchas that are all over every business, all over every department, all of the little reasons why this worked or that didn't work or whatever the case. Yeah. And I think actually that would take even longer for someone who is coming in from the outside as Mm -hmm. opposed to getting promoted from within. Exactly. Because they have to learn all about the business and everything else, let alone the team and and how things have transpired up to this point. Exactly. But one of the things that we absolutely have to remember is that even if you're coming in from the inside, it is literally like you're coming in from the outside and you've got to have the right attitude or it's just not going to work. Your attitude going in is more important than your skills and qualifications when you make a position change. Yeah. You're in the spotlight now and you're being judged against the old leader in that position. Think about that for a second. You really aren't being judged initially about how well you're doing or how you're going to make changes. You're being compared to the last leader. Sometimes you have to get off the stage to be the star of the show. Think about that. That's really cool. You have to get off the stage to be the star. And that's really, really true when you start to lead people, especially in the very, very beginning, when you're trying to gain confidence and respect. If you're the one that's always up on the stage, you are not going to earn the respect that you need quickly enough. So as Kelly says, if you want to be the star of the show, sometimes you have to get off the stage, give it to somebody else. And the person or team that you need to give it to is your team. It's your new team. You need to give them all of the credit on anything that happens good. And you need to take all of the blame for anything that happens bad. Right. Because even though it's the team, that's a reflection on you when you're the leader. Have you ever been in a position where your boss stole your work and made it their own? Absolutely. And I bet a lot of people out there have been in in that situation. How did that make you feel? It makes you feel angry and unsupported and disrespected. Right. Do you feel like you're going to give 110% to that person? Well, if there was 110%, I, I, would, <laughs> I would think so. But since they can only have up to 100%, I would say no, because now you're not getting credit for your own work. I've actually known people who have PDF'd their work so that it can't be claimed by someone else. Even though there's ways to do that, it's more about optics. Oh, so in other words, don't send the Word document because it's too easy just to change the title and all of that kind of stuff and make it your own. Yes, suddenly suddenly it's somebody else's report out to their boss. Right. And you go, "Uh, wait a minute now, right? (laughs) I don't know why this has to happen. I think that this is an insecurity thing and it happens a lot with all kinds of people. It happens with employees, it happens with managers, and it happens at the top. I've struggled all my career life to understand why that's important, especially when you master the get off the stage to be the star. You really actually do get the credit for leading the team. And it's not actually the people who get off the stage that will be the type that to steal your work. Yeah, because the people who are getting off the stage, they're the ones that know they don't need the limelight 
in order to be the leader, in order to be respected. Right. They get it. Moving on. I know you're confident. I know you have great ideas. I know you think you can change the world and that you are so, so good. Let me know how that works out for you. Exactly. So when I promote someone to a job that has been vacated by someone who hasn't done a great job, I know why, but you won't. There are things that I may not be able to tell you. I also may be in a pinch and I need somebody in that position right away. When you're asked, how long do you think it will take you to get a handle on the new job? Give yourself some outs. It's not unusual to say I'll need 60 to 90 days to get a plan together after I watch and learn. But my goal is to find some quick wins involving the team right at the get-go. One of my favorite lines is, I'm taking off the rearview mirror. I don't want to focus on the past or blame anyone. I just want to get the team focused on now and the future. And I, that's a really good, I love that. yeah, it's a, it's a good way to think. It separates the emotion of what happened with the needs of the business and the goals going forward. And allows you to focus more. Yeah. And it's like a clean slate. We're not looking Mm -hmm. back at all that messiness. We're going to look forward and what we're going to do, what we're going to do now. So what if you get pushback on the time frame? 60 to 90 days is too long. Then I would suggest this is an opening for a conversation with your boss that you haven't had yet. You need to know why he or she wants that time frame compressed because it's natural and normal to take 60 to 90 days just to get your act together. And if somebody's asking you to do it quicker, there's got to be a reason and you need to know it. That's really important for setting yourself up for success. Yeah, because if your boss is all pokety jiggity, then it's likely that person has been expecting results for quite some time that haven't materialized for some reason. But you can assume that it was Joe, and that's the reason why Joe's out there watching matinee movies today. <laughs> don't fall into the same trap as Joe. Remember, you don't know what you don't know. So after you get a little information from leadership, the next thing that I would suggest, and that has worked for lots of people, is to go listen, and I mean really listen to the team. They will give you subtle clues. But don't expect people to come running to you with full disclosure. You need to earn their trust first. Ask them what wasn't working well for you. Be individual. Yeah, and never talk bad about the dead. Right. You're going to be labeled quickly as a cocky bastard. You have no idea if these people, your team, actually enjoyed working for Joe. Have a friendship with Joe. Know Joe's family. Or know the real reason why Joe is not there anymore. Be very careful not to alienate them. Also remember the team is going to be judging you. And you don't want to be the kind of person who is talking bad about the last guy who was in this role that was likely trying their hardest to achieve results. Yeah, as we said, you just don't know what you don't know yet. So this has happened to me and it can be real uncomfortable. You may have wanted that job that Joe got. Who, who's you? Me, I'm the I'm another applicant for the leadership job that Joe got. Oh, <laughs> so you got screwed. Joe got the job. Right. And you may feel just as qualified or more than Joe. Well, how do you handle that? You suck it up, cupcake. Whoa, that's hard ass. Suck it up, cupcake. Was that easy for you? Right. It is not easy, but you try to be emotionally intelligent with your response. Once again, you don't want to be talking bad about the other person. And remember, you're now reporting to them. So you want to handle all of that appropriately because guess what? That may not work out. A couple months down the road, maybe there's a new opening and you don't want to be looked at like, 
Oh, sore loser. Sore loser, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sore loser, no thank you. Yeah, so that's never happened to me. And I know that it's happened to a lot of other people. And I probably, in my roles of hiring and promoting, have caused this to happen to other people. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking for the first time now when you're talking about this, what does that feel like? You came and applied for the job. And Joe, he came, he applied for the job. As the leader, I picked Joe. And I had to tell you, I'm sorry, you didn't get the job this time, but you're going to be working for Joe. Right. Well, you know, it can be a little defeating. However, if you want to continue to work towards a leadership position, your best bet is to do a better job of putting yourself out there and promoting yourself and showing what you're, what you're capable of and what you've been doing all along. Is that situation enough to get pissed off at and leave? I mean, is that really one of those situations that's a deal breaker for most people? Or do you think it's kind of balanced? 50% of the people will say, screw you, I'm going home. And the other 50% will suck it up, cupcake. Right. Well, you know, I think it depends on the personality. And like I said, the goals of the person. I think you need to do some reflection and think to yourself, okay, why do I think that I was looked over for this opportunity? Maybe I didn't do a good enough job of showing people what I've really got. Maybe I'm one of those hard workers that work behind the scenes and don't look for a lot of praise or attention for the work that they do. If so, then you need to change that because that will be a recurring theme in your career path. You have to always be pushing the button. Can I help more? So your leadership team needs to know that you're devoted, you're doing your job, you're doing it well, but is there a little more I can do? Right. I'm right. I'm capable of more responsibility. You can rely on me. Give me some more things that are a, a little outside of this job description to do. Exactly. And that will give you the appearance to them that you're loyal, doing your job, but you want more. Put me in the game, coach. Yeah. Okay. So this is all great stuff, but you said you had a tale to tell? Yeah. But before I tell the tale, I didn't come up with this. I heard this first from a gentleman named Dan Case. Rest in peace, Dan. Hmm. Dan was the former head and a brilliant investment banker at the famous boutique investment firm of H&Q or Hambrick and Quest. The actual author to this tale is unknown to me. But if you know about it, leave a comment in the episode section of the website. Okay, before we start the tale, if you like our podcast, please share the fun and tell a friend about us. Just one friend or colleague who you think would enjoy the podcast as well. Doing this helps grow our audience and we really appreciate it. Check out our website. It's easy. Myjobhereisdone.com. And the tale of three envelopes goes like this. Joe, the old manager, is getting the boot. Adios. Dave, Dave, Dave. (laughs) But he's still around and he's offering to help through the transition. Joe's been with the company leadership for quite some time and a lot of people know him. You have been hand-selected by the CEO to go in and write the listing ship. It's Joe's last day, and you and he are sitting in his old office, your new office in like 30 seconds from now, and, and Joe's offering his good luck to you. If you're me, you're probably thinking right now, the last thing I need is your advice. That's why you're going to have that awkward, I just got fired, honey, conversation with your wife in an hour. But you smile and you nod your acceptance to listen. With that brief conversation out of the way, Joe shakes your hand as he gets ready to leave forever, and you're starting to get as giddy as a 14-year-old schoolgirl at a Taylor Swift concert in anticipation (laughs) of your next professional conquest starting right 
And just as you thought it was over, Joe stops and says, I left you something under the desk phone. Three envelopes marked one, two, and three. Just in case times get a little rough, open them in order. Who knows? Maybe they'll help. That was nice of them. Okay, Joe. See ya. As you kind of mumble under your breath, adios, mother... It's been about three months now into the new job, and things have been going pretty well. But there's been a few setbacks that just didn't get solved quite yet. And you've been talked to a couple of times by the CEO on a few of them. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. You're sitting in the office a little distraught and worried, and you remember the envelopes under the phone. You move the phone to the side and a little bit of dust blow it away and you pick up envelope number one and you tentatively look at it unopened. Eh, Back it goes. (laughs) I don't need Joe's stinking advice. But then the curiosity creeps in. So reluctantly, you grab the envelope and you open it. And the note inside reads, blame your predecessor. Yes, that's it. I didn't like the guy anyway. And besides, neither did my boss. Adios, mother... So you cheerfully spread that propaganda around and you buy yourself some time. And yeah, for a little while, things are a little bit better. You're starting to feel pretty good about yourself. And that was kind of fun, right? Poor Joe. Several months later, you're getting pressure again. The numbers aren't as good as promised. But you are doing a little better, so that feels good. But it's still not good enough. And it seems like every eye is on you. You've been really trying, really But this isn't as easy as you thought it was going to be. And it's late again one night and you're in the office. Once again, you remember Joe's parting gift to you. You pick up envelope number two and it reads, announce a reorganization. Brilliant. So you spend weeks planning. You move people around. You change processes. And finally, you feel as if you're working your magic. And yes, for a few months, things are better. But in the end... They're not better enough. You're obviously missing something. What could you be doing differently? The CEO is on you again like flies on a bull's turd. (laughs) And and all you can think of right now is, cheer up, the worst is yet to come. (laughs) Hmm. Joe left you three envelopes. The first two helped a bit. Time to open number three, I guess. So with great hope, you rip it open. And you stare in horror, reading the last message that simply says, prepare three new envelopes. AMF. I'm the announcer guy, and I sound as good as the story you just listened to. My job here is done as a podcast production of 2.0 LLC. Thank you and your awesome ears for listening. Want to get involved? Have your own special story to share? Tell us all about it, and you might get some airtime, just like me. Browse over to MyJobHereIsDone.com. Yeah, squish that all together into one word, and look for the My Story link. Until next time, My Job Here Is Done. Okay, go ahead. Okay, can I burp first? Can I get a soda, a drink? Yeah, burp all you want. (laughs) And a limiting factor in... Where did that come from? But you said you... I I sniffed when you did that. Why? Why did you do that? Well, because I I had to sniff when you were talking. Get all your sniffing out out right now. Let's just sniff away. I'll sniff too. Sniff.
And how much of that um, grunting do you want to be making before I say anything? Um, I don't want to cut you off mid-grunt. Just not a whole lot. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think there's entertainment value with me grunting for a, a, a whole lot. One of the employees. Oh well, I never know if you're. I know. I know. Podcasting or at or it's I, cutting I, me up. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean podcasting? <laughs> I don't know if you're podcasting or cutting me off like an asshole. <laughs> AMS. <laughs>